This morning I'm going to be, uh, we're going to be reading in a moment from a passage in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19. It's one of the few occasions in the New Testament where you read about Jesus and you sense his disappointment. He says, weren't all ten healed? Was there only this one found to come back and express thankfulness to God? You sense Jesus' disappointment. I don't know about you, but there have been many moments in my life where I've experienced a disappointed talk from somewhere, where someone said, Steve, I am so disappointed in you. And you know that feeling. Jesus was disappointed. Jesus was disappointed. He had had demonstrated, he'd uh, shown the mercy of God to these ten men, and only one comes back to express thankfulness. J.C. Ryle, an old writer, an old commentator, says this, the best of us are far too like the nine lepers. We're more ready to pray than to praise and more disposed to ask God for what we have not than to thank him for what we have. The widespread thanklessness of Christians is the disgrace of our day. It is the plain proof of our little humility. Let us pray daily for a thankful spirit. You see, Jesus expects us to be thankful. This one man was thankful, which was doubly surprising, because not only was he a leper, but he was a Samaritan. He had been distant, but now he could come near. He was diseased, but now he'd been cleansed. He was undeserving, and yet he received mercy. He was hopeless, but he received hope. He throws himself at Jesus' feet. He is full of thankfulness. C.H. Spurgeon once said, The Christian's life should be one of thankfulness to God. What about you? Are you like the nine who keep Jesus at arm's length? Or are you a one in ten? Do you appreciate what God has done for you? Do you seek God only when you're in trouble? Have you found time over this Christmas period to thank God for his great gift to you? Is your thankfulness as loud as your prayers for help? You know, we are loud at praying for help, crying for help when we need help. Are your cries of thankfulness just as loud? This morning, at the end of 2014, I think God wants to challenge us. Are we thankful people? I want to give you quickly five encouragements to be thankful. The first is this, thankfulness honors God. You see, thankfulness, first and foremost, should be to God. We give thanks to him for who he is. In Revelation uh, chapter 11, verse 17, it says this. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. We thank God because he's God. He made the heavens and the earth. He created everything. He is deserving of our thankfulness. 
The New Testament makes it clear in James chapter 1 verse 17 that he is the source of every good thing. Have you received good things in your life? They're from God. God is the source of every good thing. Everything we have comes from him and they, it should be received, we're told, with thankfulness. Thankfulness is a key part of our worship of God. It's an acknowledgement that all that we are and all that we have is a result of his loving kindness and mercy. And God is glorified by our thanksgiving. As we draw near to worship, we should come near expressing our thankfulness. We enter his gates, we're told in the Psalms. We should enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We should express that to him. Every time we come into God's presence, we should come with thankful hearts because it is the most amazing privilege any human being can ever have to come into the presence of God. You see, when we come with thankfulness, it shows we don't take God for granted. I don't know about you, but I hate being taken for granted. None of us should take God for granted. Paul's letters are full of declarations of thankfulness. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Paul's letters are full of thankfulness. Are you full of thankfulness? In our prayer meetings, when we gather together and we'll be coming together next Sunday night and, and on occasions during the following week where we're going to be drawing together, we've got so much to be thankful for. But when we come together, we, we have long lists of things what we want to see happen, long lists of things we want to see breakthroughs in, long lists of circumstances we want to see changed, long lists of hopes and dreams that we have. And yet all too often when we come together, we don't come with thankfulness. You know that there are many occasions at the start of a prayer meeting, I'll say, if anybody's got a testimony of what God's done, come and share it. And it's like that tumbleweed moment, isn't it? When everybody goes, oh, the truth is we have all so much to be thankful for. When we are thankful, it honors God. In 2015, let us be a people who honour God. Secondly, thankfulness should overflow. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7, uh, uh, verse 6 to 7, Paul says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness overflowing with thankfulness. We should be saturated with thankfulness. You know when you pick up a, a flannel that's just been sitting in water and you pick it out, it's saturated. You pick it up and what happens? It drips. The water drips out everywhere, doesn't it? Drips out everywhere. Is that you? Is that you? Are you like that? Are you overflowing with thankfulness? It just oozes out of every pore. Or are you like a flannel that you have to squeeze to get any drip of water out? Do you feel that? Is it, is it like that for you that 
It's almost like you've got to be squeezed before any thankfulness comes out. Or are you saturated with thankfulness to God? Paul says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it with a thankful heart. Even doing that job in work, that, that, that thing that the boss asks you to do, and you just it's, it's the worst, it's the pits of the job. Do it with a thankful heart. God has given you a job. That's something to be thankful. Thank you for this job. Even though you're not enjoying the task, God, thank you for this job. I can do this with thankfulness. Everything we do should be done with thankfulness. Thankfulness should overflow. Thirdly, thankfulness is never silent. This is building on that point. You see, it's worth noting that the leper who returns praises God in a loud voice. We're told that the ten lepers shouted out with loud voices, Jesus have mercy on us, have pity on us. But this leper, one leper who comes back with thankfulness, it says he shouts out his praise to God with a loud voice. Thankfulness is never silent. A Cornish tin miner of years gone by, a guy called Billy Bray, Some of you will have heard of him. He said this. They said there was no need to leap and dance. Billy Bray was known for his exuberant, passionate praise of God. Wherever he went, uh, he was uneducated, but he was always praising God. He was an infectious, it was infectious in the people that he went and mixed with. And he said this. He said, they said there was no need to leap and dance and to make so much noise, for the Lord was not deaf and he knows our hearts. And I would reply, but you must know that the devil is not deaf either, and yet his servants make a great deal of noise. The devil would rather see us doubting than hear us shouting. You see, thankfulness, our thankfulness is an expression of, of faith. It demonstrates that we trust God. Only faith pleases God, we're told in Hebrews 11 verse 6. You see, one of the things I've noticed over the years is that all too often as people, we airbrush the past out of our lives when God does something. We almost airbrush it out. Maybe because we're embarrassed about the things that we did and the But the truth is this, God showed us incredible mercy. God treated us with mercy that we didn't deserve. And when we airbrush our past out, we're losing an opportunity to be thankful. Paul, the Apostle Paul, he never airbrushed his past. He talks about his past. He says, I was a murderer, I was a blasphemer. He said, I was the worst of sinners. I was the worst of sinners. And he says, but yet God showed me such incredible mercy, such incredible grace. I am so thankful to him. That is the way that Paul taught. Our thankfulness should never be silent. What about you? Are you thankful for what God's done in your life? Let me encourage you, don't be silent. Fourthly, 
Thankfulness brings perspective. Paul tells us in Thessalonians, we're to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We should be thankful in every circumstance, but not for every circumstance. You know, I can tell you, Annette and I can tell you that Ellie was thankful to God in the midst of some of the worst circumstances. I know many of you, that would be your testimony too. You've been through some tough times, and yet you have been able to be thankful to God. You see, thankfulness brings perspective. You see, there is always something to thank God for. It helps us see the bigger picture. You can be thankful even beside a dying partner, friend, loved one, family member, when you know that they're going to be with God because they love Jesus. And that when they die, they're just going to pass from this life to the next. And they're going to spend eternity in the presence of God where there's no more suffering and pain. You can be thankful in the worst of circumstances. It can be a grim time, but you can be thankful to God that they love Jesus. You can be thankful in the most difficult of work circumstances. You can be thankful in the midst of relational breakdown because you have a Father in heaven who never stops loving you. You can be thankful when circumstances are difficult financially because God meets your need. Thankfulness brings perspective. A guy called Martin Rinkhart in 1636, during the Thirty Years' War, buried 5,000 of his parishioners, averaging 15 per day. Where he lived was ravaged by war, death, economic disaster was all around them. And yet at that time he wrote this, Now we thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things have done, in whom his world rejoices, who from our mother's arms hath led us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. In the midst of the worst situation, he writes something like that. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Thankfulness brings perspective. It's a challenge, but we can do it because we belong to another kingdom that cannot be shaken. This world is coming to an end. We belong to God's kingdom as we were singing that first song. We belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I can say to you today with the authority of the word of God that if you put your trust in him, you pass from death to life. You enter a new kingdom, a kingdom, the kingdom of God, a kingdom that will never, ever end. This life, we close our eyes on this life, but we open them in the presence of God. Thankfulness brings perspective. Finally, thankfulness protects our heart. You see, when we don't thank God, 
for all his mercy, it affects our heart. Something happens in our heart when we are not thankful. Paul says in Romans chapter 1, the problem with the human race is that our thinking became futile and our foolish hearts became darkened because we weren't thankful. You see, there's, so, there's, there's something about being thankful that keeps us near to God. It's a bit like this. Like at a quayside. And at a quayside, you have a, 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 a yacht, a ship that comes into the quayside. And when it comes into the quayside, what happens? The, the sailors, the, the, the crew members, what they do, they jump off the side of the boat and they take a rope and they take the rope and they throw it round and they tie it round a bollard. They do it round the front and the, uh, the back of the boat to hold it into the quayside. You see, when we come to worship God, that's what thankfulness is like. We literally say, every time we say, God, thank you for your great mercy, it's like we're taking the rope and we're wrapping it round the bollard, round the boy. We're, we're, we're pulling the boat, we're holding. And so when the wind blows and the current draws, the ship stays, the boat stays by the quayside. Thankfulness holds us close to God because we know the source. When we are not thankful, we can drift away. We forget so easily what God has done. There's something about thankfulness that keeps us near to God, that protects our heart. Sometimes thanksgiving can be a sacrifice. That's what it's, the psalmist says in Psalm 50. We're to be thankful whatever we feel like. Thankfulness is a duty before it's a feeling. That's what someone once said. It's a duty before it's a feeling. We are encouraged to continually be thankful. And as we do that, it protects our heart from cynicism and gloom. Let me ask you, do you find yourself prone to being uh, black thoughts, glue, cynicism? The answer, the answer in part is to make a decision to be thankful at every opportunity. Thankfulness will do you good. Let me say that again. Thankfulness will do you good. Andrew Murray once said this, Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention from ourselves and give the spirit room in our hearts. Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention from ourselves and give the spirit room in our hearts. As we finish this morning, I want to ask you, are you a one in ten? Is your life characterized by thanksgiving? Let me encourage you, mark the end of 2014. Even if you've had an annus horribilis, as the queen once said, if, year, if you feel your year has been rubbish, mark the end of 2014 
with thankfulness. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 4 says this, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. God is good. He is worthy of our thankfulness.